Today, as we wrap up our series on self-care, Christina and I will be talking about what we do to take care of ourselves. Yes, and we are also going to be discussing how do you do Halloween as a Christian family? Mm, now that's practical. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Moo Lily podcast. We are women who have given up on trying to live in perfectionism and guilt. Because let's be honest, it just doesn't work. So we're trying something different and choosing to live intentionally and with hope. Please join us as we attempt to open the conversation and search out answers in a safe place. So today is kind of a fun thing because we're going to go through all the other podcasts that we've done on Mm self-care and just glean the jewels from those as well as just sharing from our own lives. So welcome. Welcome. So... In case you're not sure, this is the Moolily podcast. (laughs) I'm Christina and I am here with Christiana and we are excited about what the Lord is doing. There's all sorts of craziness around us, but... You could say that again. Yeah. (laughs) The Lord is king. He's going to look after everything. (laughs) He is. (laughs) He is. Uh, he, He also looks after... Our sponsor. Yes. <laughs> our podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Wooten Media. Yes. You should absolutely check them out. Get them to make you an epic wedding video. We are on social media. So you can check us out on Facebook and on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a good friend, Larissa Ballou, who has been on the podcast. Um, she is joining our team. She's awesome. going to be helping us specifically with social media, which is really exciting because it is not <laughs> my area of gifting. Or mine. <laughs> but it's really important to me that we stay connected. And that's just such a, a great natural way to do it. So y- hopefully you'll be seeing a bit more of us yeah. out there in cyber world. Um, another fun thing that is... Um, starting up for us is we are going to be blogging we are we are blogging we are blogging yes when when you hear this there will probably be two or three up yes so I'm excited to just have another forum another platform to kind of share some of the things that the Lord is doing um, some of our revelation and yeah you know even little skills that we've learned along the way um, we would really love your feedback on that, as we would with, with everything that we're doing. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or, you know, a concern, like you made this comment, what the heck did you mean by that? We want to know <laughs> that. <laughs> so you can email us at hello at moolilyproject.com. That's us. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is happening? The war on grumbling is happening. It started Sunday the 16th. So we've started the conversation on social media and we'd love for you guys to chime in Mm -hmm. as we're participating in this. Right. And so we're going to be doing this every day. Uh, Just just commenting, just posting, not crazy in your face, but just really being consistent about uh, leading up to Thanksgiving, about being grateful, about just, just shifting the orientation of our minds. Yeah. Um, and our hearts to really fix our eyes on Jesus. We know how powerful it is neurologically mm-hmm. and spiritually. Right. And this is just a really cool moment to 
have a concerted effort to really focus in on it. And yeah. I have a friend who said, you know what? I don't even feel like grumbling is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a war on whining. And mm. I think that kind of, yeah, it fits in there. Absolutely. It fits in there. So I like it mm-hmm. a lot. Although I think I'm probably going to have to really struggle in it. Right. <laughs> it's going to be like like a workout where you're it sore is. because it's a new muscle. I mean, it's something yeah. we're not in our culture. Certainly we're not in the habit of doing. So I have something that I'm grateful for that I'd like to start out with. Tell me. All of my children are healthy. We have had many seasons of sickness. I think when you have a big family, when something hits, it really hits. And we have a special needs child who has a kind of a complicated heart defect. And I just had an appointment with him on Friday. Okay. Um, Big, epic... I mean, they do an EKG and they do an echocardiogram and they, I mean, even just taking the blood pressure of a two-year-old is like a big deal. (laughs) And um, he was just so good. Often these appointments are really stressful because of just his age. You know, he doesn't want to sit still. He doesn't want to have a bunch of random people poking him, but he was just so, absolutely. (laughs) No, nobody does. (laughs) But I was just really blessed by how calm he was and how sweet he was in the process. Um, I mean, the Lord has just given him a unique ability to be in that environment because that is going to be his life. It has been his life. Yeah. Um, And the results came back really positive. Awesome. Very, very unchanged, which is what we want. That's wonderful. We want no surprises. So I'm just really grateful to the Lord for his provision of good health in our family because I... We can't take it for granted. Yeah. I'm grateful that I got home from Chicago yesterday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tell us about that. Didn't go quite to Yeah. Mind. Somehow I made a really stupid mistake and booked my return ticket for November. So I had to buy another ticket. And luckily there was another plane leaving Chicago and there was a seat on it for me. That would just so be so stressful. I am really grateful that I'm home because there's stuff that I have to do today and get back to my family and the hassle of having to line up more childcare and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So I'm ge- I'm genuinely thankful like that the Lord made a way for me Brought to get back home. home. Yeah, yeah, I am. That's good. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. He's good to us. He is. He is. <laughs> so let's kick off the conversation about Halloween. (laughs) 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 So um, I'm going to let you go first, Christiana. Did you like my evil laugh? I don't think you could be evil if you tried. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I tried. (laughs) I, on the other hand, have always enjoyed playing villains. Mm. I think it's just satisfactory to Dell. Okay, let's just stop right now. Okay. Okay. So I love this. Actually, Ross, our producer, brought up this question. He said, I would love for you guys to do a podcast talking about this. And mm-hmm. we thought, what a fantastic idea. Let's just have a little conversation. Because right. we were talking about what did we do growing up? And I was saying, well, we you know, hid in our house and turned off all the lights and did not engage as conservative Christians with Halloween or our community, anything. And so I do it really differently with my kids. And so we mm-hmm. went, well, let's just talk about it. And... And talk about what is Halloween. So I love research. Yes. Very much so. And I love history um, as well. 
And so I had fun and it's huge. It's a huge topic. Yeah. But I thought I'm going to give you the bullet points of basically what I found out. Mm -hmm. So Halloween, also known as All Halloween, All Hallows Eve or Saints Eve is a celebration that comes before. So it's the Eve of All Hallows Day, which is a Christian holiday which celebrates basically our dearly departed, the saints, the faithful, anyone we love who's passed on. Really? Okay. So, so I thought it was just the saints, that it was sort of a Catholic tradition. No. So it's everybody that's passed. Yes. Huh. It's very interesting. That so is interesting. It's part of, it's in the liturgical year, and it's actually a three-day observance of All Hallow Tide. Okay. So saints are also called hallows. So that's where okay. we get the hallow from. Mm-hmm. So it's actually super fascinating. It's always been a Christian holiday. It's not appropriated like Christmas, which was absolutely a pagan holiday. Jesus wasn't even born at, in December anyway. He was born in the fall. We do know that. That's okay. pretty clear. But that was an appropriated holiday. So Halloween never was an appropriated holiday. What do you mean by appropriated? It was something and it, and it was taken... <laughs> To become something else for something else. That was a terrible definition. Okay, so Appropriation, where you take something and you repurpose it, basically. Okay, so there of. was a pagan holiday, and we decided that we would make a Christian. That was Christmas. And so we stuck yes. it over the top. You got it. So, so Halloween was not that. Halloween has always been a Christian holiday. However, that time of year was always celebrated by the indigenous peoples of Britain, in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, during that time of year, there were harvest festivals. So that it was right. a, definitely there were pagan celebrations at that time of year. Mm-hmm. It was widely believed by all those people groups that the veil between the spiritual and the physical was thinner um, at that time of year. So you yeah. could communicate with the dead or you could see the fairies or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it varied all over the islands what people specifically believed. Okay. Okay. So that time of year definitely was generally the time when you might honor your dead. You might make sacrifices for the winter or X, Y, and Z. Okay. But the actual holiday has always been a Christian holiday. And it's interesting to me because th- these are the very early believers and they're converts. So it wasn't a government came in and enforced religion as Christianity was in a lot of places later on. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't a governmental takeover. These are converts. These are, you know, Irish people who are converted by probably someone else who was Irish or possibly by a missionary from Britain, Mm -hmm. like St. Patrick or something like like that. Yeah, who who worked through the Celtic tribes. It was very organic. The history of St. Patrick is fascinating. It is fascinating. So that's interesting. So they were, they, they converted to Christianity, but there was probably some residue of their yeah, it's their culture this is and our their culture traditions. and our traditions. And yep. it just makes sense that this time of year we've always celebrated and honored our dead and will mm-hmm. continue to do so as part of this liturgical event that's forming. Okay, okay so it's a really interesting holiday. So mm-hmm. many of the traditions that we have even to today um, absolutely come from pagan traditions. Um, okay. So I just looked into, let me see if there's anything else I wanted to say about Oh, I just think it's interesting, the concept of, like, we used to do this, but now we know God, so we're going to do this now. Like, the the changing of we would sacrifice, you know, mm-hmm. to whatever God we believed in, but now we, we know God, and we're going to celebrate in this way. It's fascinating to me. But, so, 
the traditions, if we think of like trick-or-treating, is fascinating. It actually comes from like four or five different traditions over the course of several centuries. It comes from mumming, which was troubadours, so like groups of people who would put on comedies. It comes from souling, which is where poor people would go around to the rich houses. And it's this was a Christian tradition. Um, Catholics did it, I think, of getting soul cakes. You would be given soul cakes. Okay. And then the actual trick part is fascinating because it wasn't a prank. It didn't start out as a prank. It was that children, I think it evolved from the souling and the mumming. They would dress in costumes and they would go to houses and they would have to perform a trick, like recite a oh. poem or juggle do a little or do a little performance. And if they did it well, they would get candy and nuts or what have you. Mm-hmm. Also part of it, of the trick-or-treating, was the belief, and this is a, I think this came from the Catholic Church, that it was, and possibly farther back from pagan beliefs, that it was the one day of the year that the recently departed could enact revenge on someone. So oh. if you dressed up in disguise, you might not get troubled by the spirit of someone that you wronged. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, so if I had somebody who was out to get me and I dressed up as somebody else, they wouldn't recognize me. Right. <laughs> that ya. is so interesting. Yeah. So trick or treating, which is I think the main thing we think of, mm-hmm. you know, at Halloween, comes from Dressing a, up, a yeah, bunch of different candy. traditions. Okay. Yes. It's really interesting. Um, I think that we've lost the meaning for most things that we do. That's just what happens. Yeah. And as each new generation we kind of have to ask ourselves, what are we going to do? Like the early Christians did, Mm -hmm. you know, what are we going to do now at this time of year? And what are we going to do to celebrate it? Mm -hmm. So that's your quick. That is super interesting. Mm -hmm. I honestly didn't know half of that. I thought that I had a a grasp and I've talked to my kids about all saints day and how we remember men and women who have done great things, but the devil doesn't like it. So the day before, I mean, that's kind of what I heard, (laughs) that all the demons would come out and have a field day because it was the day before. They couldn't do it after that because everybody was going to be focused on the saints. I'm sure that's also something that was passed down through both the Catholic and the Protestant because then the Protestants went and did something really different with it too. You know, so we're looking at, you know, over a thousand years of Mm -hmm. history and all different parts of the world have of that are, I mean, have handled it really differently. We have so many different traditions and beliefs. So I'm sure that actually was something passed down. Right. You know? So fascinating. fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So Halloween was not something that I grew up with. Okay. It is not observed or practiced. All that we got of it was American television. So we would see on the Cartoon Network or whatever, at that time of year, they'd have a bunch of Halloween stuff. Um, it's starting to become like trick-or-treating and stuff like that is starting to become a thing now, but it's, it's not, it's not a quarter of what it is over here. Yeah. So it's really interesting to me kind of observing it with fresh eyes and being like, that's weird. Like, <laughs> or like, what, what is the point of this? Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I've had to, at first we kind of wanted to make friends. We wanted to connect with people in our church or in our neighborhood or whatever, so we just kind of jump in. And then I started to think, well, our kids are little. They don't know what this means. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should really deliberately set some of our own little yeah. traditions or, or things in place. Um, so I feel like my perspective is quite different to most of my peers because 
I don't have any childhood memories. I don't have any association with it. Interesting. Um, Whereas some people love it because they remember dressing up and they remember the candy and it was, you know, all fun things at school and (laughs) I just don't have any of that. And some people, like I have a a girl in my mom's group who was saying that it was literally like a traumatic experience because they turned all the lights off and they hid in the basement, like you said, and they were separated from their friends and from the community and everything that was going on. And and she said, you know, I understood why. Like I, I could see my parents explain to us their values or their beliefs around it, but it's just still felt, you know, shameful or sad for her. And so now with her own children, she's trying to figure out, okay, what's the right thing to do? And Yeah. So I have two comments. Okay. It's kind of small. Um, one is I don't want to participate in fear. Mm-hmm. I think Halloween makes a game out of uh, scaring people. I mean, I think people don't do it to children necessarily. We went to this uh, trunk or treat thing in a church. We were actually on vacation and we were in a restaurant that was kind of a part of a strip mall and this church was at the end. And so we just kind of stumbled upon it. We're like, oh, that'll be fun. The kids can get some candy or whatever. And there was this one, I was so annoyed (laughs) there was this one most of the people were really sweet and friendly and it was probably kind of an outreach in their mind but there was this one man probably in his 50s who had kind of a darker trunk he had like bats and stuff and he like jumped out and scared my like four-year-old and he was scared and he ran away he didn't want the candy anymore he did and I was like seriously like bugger off So I I guess in my own life, I'm careful about the things that I watch. I'm careful about the things that I allow into my own heart because I know that I'm a sensitive person and that fear is a tool of the enemy. So I don't want to accidentally communicate to my kids that fear is fun and that we can make a game out of scaring people, you know, like the haunted hay rides and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff they play little computer games and there's all these things that on the surface are pretty innocent but I guess I want to have those conversations with my children and help them to understand um you know the dead talking about the dead is a very serious very kind of solemn thing yeah um playing games is great but we don't we don't scare people we don't use fear as like a a fun thing yeah. Um, the other thing um, that we have done is as it relates to hospitality and relationship, we do get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had like a pumpkin carving thing at our place last year. We had like like two couples over. It wasn't like a big party. But we, we hung out and we did something and we had candy so that if somebody came to our home, yeah, we were there and we were friendly and we gave out candy. You yeah. know, we were engaged – with our people we didn't shame that child and say no uh we blessed them and we connected with them but we also didn't participate does that make sense Mm -hmm. um so that's somewhere that that we've kind of landed um yeah 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 it's it's interesting because i think in our present day culture the um evolution of what Halloween has become and for most people what it means at present it is a celebration in a lot of ways um I wouldn't say of the satanic but it's a reflection on death and it's a reflection Mm -hmm. on 
kind of dark spirituality yeah. and our mortality and it's very macabre and mm -hmm. um you know so that's where i think our present day culture takes it and you can i think you can trace back absolutely how that happened all the way back to the roots and all the little um paths of belief that have happened over the last thousand some years of the dead thinking the dead might visit you and mm -hmm. i i know there is um i haven't read all the stories but where the scaring people comes from you know like there's <clears throat> these are traditions we're looking at traditions so I feel like my take on it is I actually have wanted to celebrate the liturgical calendar over yeah. the last couple of years. I have a really cool book on it and I've just been thinking about, I, I actually like the idea of, of celebrating All Saints Day and yeah. remembering those in our family who are close to us who have passed on, you know, mm -hmm. whether it's my grandfather or the child that we miscarried or, you know, yeah. whoever it is and taking that moment to pause and reflect on it and, mm -hmm. um, I feel like we can participate in Halloween, in All Hallows' Eve, in a way where we can engage with our community. Yeah. Um, and not, not form another divide of isolation yeah. between you're over there and we're over here. Mm -hmm. So I'm still processing it, but yeah. I don't ever want to approach anything with fear, like yeah. you said. Um, yeah. It's an interesting Good. conversation. It is. And the other th thought I had actually was if your kids are in public school or if they're sort of exposed to this stuff and you're not always aware of what's going on or what they're processing, then just engage with them. Like yeah. have those conversations and share with them how you feel and what, um, what you believe about those things so that they don't feel either afraid because it's unknown to them yeah. or they don't like jump on the bandwagon and say, well, all my friends say this and this is what I believe and I'm going to go to a party and use a Ouija board, you know, right. like <laughs> I think we, whatever kind of education you have or whether you choose to do a lot of sports or whatever, I just think as parents, we need to be involved. We need to be yeah. connected and having having lots of conversations, hearing what's in their heart and sharing with them what's in our heart so that it's not, I don't know, I just hate the idea of sort of accidentally imparting a value or missing something that's actually fundamental to me because it just never came up. Yeah. Um, I want to hear what's coming up in their heart or hear what their friends said about that and say, yeah. okay, well, tell me, what do you think about that? Or, how do you think Jesus would respond if he was in that situation or whatever, however you feel to have that conversation. Um, but just to be intentional about it. Yeah. I concur. It's good. We'll have to keep processing it. Yeah. So that's our encouragement to you. We don't have a standard answer. You no. should do this. <laughs> um, but yeah, be deliberate about it. Ask the Lord how, how you want, how he wants you to do this. That's always the best question. Mm -hmm. Dialogue with Jesus. Yeah. Just see what it, what he has for you and what he has for your family and whether it looks the same as what other people are doing or whether mm -hmm. it looks different. Yeah. Awesome. So kind of moving from talking to the Lord about what your family should do in regards to Halloween, mm -hmm. that leads us to the next thing we want to talk about. And that is how do you do self-care? Yes. So 
I have really enjoyed the last few guests that we've had. Me too. They have all been very high quality. <laughs> I mean, all of our guests. So what's have that been say fantastic. about our other guests? <laughs> well, it's the first time that we've had like a professional counselor and a you know. They have been well versed. Mm-hmm. I love every guest we've had as they've shared their stories, but having people who were professionals yes. brought, I think, an extra layer just that mm-hmm. was really awesome to kind of dig into for a little bit. So yeah. let's just clarify. We love all of our guests. Yes, and they were I was going to say, thank you for clarifying <laughs> that. We have been blessed with exceptional speakers on, on all of our podcasts, yep. people that have shared their journey in their heart. Um, I guess self-care was something that I thought I did pretty well, but having kind of dug into some uh-huh, of this stuff, I uh-huh. felt quite challenged. It's really and revealing. It's yeah. been, yeah, it's been eye-opening. So um, we had Blakely come, the, the title mm. of that podcast was The Emotional Battles Around Food. And it was just great to open that conversation so and to realize how complicated it is. Like the whole food conversation out there yeah. is so convoluted. But even looking at every individual, you can't make any sort of judgments. You can't come to conclusions about uh, their diet or their weight or their children's behavior based on your own observation because there's so much history yeah. uh, that we don't have. And I think that was a that was a profound takeaway for me was – to give grace to myself and really to extend grace to others. Yes. In that, in that journey. Yeah. I feel like some of the feedback I had from people, it was great feedback and they found it really useful, but having that, Oh, I need to take note of how my emotions are playing out in this food journey. Mm-hmm. It was this self-awareness of, yeah. oh my gosh, my palace has become my prison. Mm-hmm. This is pressure, not peace, you know, which were her two big things. Yeah. And just recognizing actually where my emotions as I'm in this process, mm-hmm. are they healthy? You know, what's the fruit of this? How am I relating to myself right. in the midst of this? Mm-hmm. It was... It was really good. That concept of, of peace versus pressure was, was very profound because I think we kind of react to yeah. things uh, rather than responding to them, rather than sort of observing something and saying, hmm, what, what do I need to do about this? Or do I need to make a change in this area? And leaning into where there is grace from the Lord and where there is peace around that yeah. food change or lifestyle change yeah. rather than feeling like I have to do this or I'm just not a good person. Um, yes. Have you, do you feel like you've approached anything differently since that conversation? Well, we, we talked about my whole deal with sugar Uh and I think, so I did 40, I did a 40 day sugar fast, Mm -hmm. which at times was like, oh, this is not that big a deal. And other times was like, I am going to die. (laughs) But coming out of it, I didn't feel I guess I carried some guilt around Mm. my sugar consumption because I felt like I just, I don't really have control over this. You know, Mm. I I don't eat very well. I'm setting a bad example for my children, blah, blah, blah. Mm, Shame. Yeah. And, and coming out of that fast and the, t- the process that I kind of walked with the Lord and then coming out of that conversation with Blakely, honestly, I just felt like that was false. The shame was false. The guilt was not, real like it didn't I didn't need to carry that yeah um and so 
a lot of things have actually changed, like little things where I don't go to sugar in the way that I did, which is great, which was the, the purpose of the fast in the first place. Um, but I can enjoy dessert or I can enjoy some chocolate in front of a movie now mm-hmm. uh, better than I did before because I'm not feeling guilty about it. So, yeah. That's awesome. I've chosen to lean into peace, that's, you know. That's good. And to make that decision whether or not, you know, whether or not I'm like, you know what, I don't I don't need to eat that or I'm I'm at a coffee shop. I'm just going to have a peppermint tea because I don't have to have a caramel latte right now. Like yeah. my body doesn't depend on it or I don't feel like this is the only time that I'm going to be out this week. I should <laughs> have a treat. I deserve, yeah. you know, that it's just not – the conversation, I guess, in my heart has shifted a little bit and I that podcast with, with Blakely was quite empowering for me in my, my kind of mental process, emotional process around food. It's fantastic. So, yeah. It's awesome. It's a journey. It is it's a journey. good. It is good. So after her podcast, we had the delightful Shirley mm-hmm. Brownhill with us. That one was called Kindness, Conflict, and Doing Community Well. Yes. And it was amazing. She talked about how important it is to treat people based on their true value. Um, as a man or a woman made in the image of God and not by their behavior. And she kind of got into scenarios where ugly things come out of us in the context of community and it, it may not be our environment that's responsible but it's because of what's in our hearts yeah um that restoring and maintaining relationships is always my responsibility mm-hmm. and it was just she was just like a breath of the most beautiful fresh air yeah I, I felt like she brought some quite heavy truth but she did it with a really sweet spirit yeah. you know there wasn't any condemnation um but a lot of grace, which I think is really the way the Lord relates to us. He brings conviction and he brings revelation. Yeah. But he also brings, I mean, that was one of the things that she said. Right. That the Lord will never set you up to fail. Yeah. Um, and so I've actually been putting into practice a lot of the things that she talked about uh, with my children and sending them back to talk to each other to resolve situations. Mm. And... Um, taking responsibility for my own stuff and and saying um you know when I lose my temper or something coming back to them and apologizing which I was kind of in the habit of before I'm not always super good at that but but actually saying to them that I misrepresented the character of God and this is not the way he is and you know the the Bible talks about how Jesus is or God is slow to anger and rich in loving kindness and um, mommy's going to work on being, taking care of you more like how he does. Um, she, she said our, the constancy we need to have is humility. Mm-hmm. And that's a humble thing to apologize in that way. Yeah. That's working that one out. Mm-hmm. But I, I just feel like it's so valuable and kind of simple to in those moments point them back to the Lord. Yeah. Um, that I need to capitalize on that you know have those Jesus conversations in those contexts as well I've always said if there's anything that I can give my children it's to teach them how to hear the Lord Mm. and to know that it's him and to have confidence in it Um, and I think pointing them back to God and helping them walking it out with them in those moments 
is powerful. Yeah. It really is. Absolutely. Showing them his character for sure. Yeah. And then uh, our last podcast was with Sarah. Uh, it was called Give Yourself Compassion. And this was another one. I feel like I've said this about all of them, but they were really, it was very, very empowering um, in her insight on our emotional makeup. Mm-hmm. She said that when we're stuck to simply identify the emotion um, and then to empathize with ourselves, to in that moment give ourselves yeah. compassion. Validate it. Right, yeah. that our emotions are not like good or bad, they just are. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think my internal conversations are you should or just mm-hmm. pull mm-hmm. it together. Or you don't need to feel that way because X, Y, Z. But And that's not necessarily very helpful but right. just to be like okay this is where you're at yes and that's okay yes. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah and just the concept um of the journey just to embrace the journey and not try and fix everything or sum everything up and move forward but to be in that place um with with our feelings is is a good place that's okay she i think she gave us just really practical steps for processing our Mm -hmm. feelings yeah and that's the second thing i would say aside from help teaching my kids to hear god it's i mean unequivocally teaching them to process their emotions (laughs) in a healthy way is Mm -hmm. so so important yes to learn that skill myself and pass it on to them Mm mm-hmm is just crucial. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, Christiana, do you have something that you have made a habit or something that you've seen success with um, in terms of taking care of yourself? I have indeed, my friend. Mm. Thank you for asking. Please share with us. Yes, I will. Um, I have a day off. That Excellent. Yeah. So, John, my husband, takes Saturday. Mm-hmm. And of course, the way life happens, yes. it, it's not like you just, you check out from life and you're gone all day in the Bahamas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we've got four kids and we mm-hmm. have commitments and we have things and sometimes work comes up. But the concept is on this day, it is my day off and I get to try to arrange it as well as I can so right. that... I care for myself on this day mm-hmm. and it's going to look different every week what I actually need. Yes. But so Sunday's my day. So I get to sleep in. He gets up with the kids. So we have a later service at our church. We go to church generally as a family. We eat mm-hmm. lunch together. And then for the rest of the afternoon, the evening, I am free, you know, 95% of the time to just do whatever it is that I want to do. And so having that day off and knowing it's coming, it's like my Sabbath. Yeah. So and Saturday is your Sabbath? Saturday is John's. Oh, okay. And Sorry. Sunday is mine. Okay. Yep. So we give each other a break. So I've seen that to be, and we've been doing that consistently for years and years and years hmm. now. And it has been one of the most helpful things because, and I'm going to blog about that. That probably will be go, going up today, but about talking more about self-care and self-awareness mm. to actually know what it is that you need because that's right. a skill in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's also a day where I can kind of assess where I'm at and what is it that I need in the coming week. Mm -hmm. So 
yeah, that's been yeah, huge. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. I think that self-awareness is huge. Like just being able to step back and look at, okay, this is what I've got coming up. Yeah. Or even this is what I've just come out of. I yep. need to sort of decompress from that or I need to yeah, repent or... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, like if there's things, there's junk in our hearts that we actually take the space to uh, process that and, and yeah. give that stuff to the Lord so we're not carrying it around. Yeah. Fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. That's been super, super, mm. super practical, yeah. as my three-year-old would say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So sweet. What about you? Well, the f- the main thing that there's lots of things that I've kind of dabbled in. Consistency is not a strength for me, but <laughs> you're um, growing in it. Yes. You're growing in it. <laughs> so I I try and do that as well. It's normally like a, a morning. Like mm-hmm. I'll take sort of three hours to go mm-hmm. to the prayer room or to go and sit in a cafe or whatever. Um, it's been really challenging. I have not refined yeah. that skill. Yeah. Um, one thing that we do as a family ever since we were married is take several vacations every year. I love that. Yeah. So um, this year it'll be four, which is probably more than normal. But um, <laughs> we oh, this was a four vacation <laughs> year, guys. <laughs> like, What does that mean? This is one of those years. <laughs> yeah. So we do something relatively inexpensive like we we often james's um, parents his mom or his dad will come out and we'll meet them somewhere and we'll stay in a little house or a little airbnb and we'll just be together Mm -hmm. we don't have a schedule our kids are young enough that they just love playing in the pool or having a big bowl of popcorn and watching a movie you know having a lazy afternoon yeah we don't have to go to a lot of theme parks and do a lot of (laughs) stuff which is fantastic and i will capitalize on that for as long as i can (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but i find for the relational health of our family so for james and i to to be connected and for our children to not feel um just rushed. I feel like we have a busy life. Yeah. We don't have a crazy out of control life. Um, but it just, there's just a lot with, with school and uh, with ministry commitments and with my husband running his own business. There's just not a lot of downtime. Yeah. And there's not a lot of time that we can just be. Um, it's important to just be. Right. So... And and just to rest as well, like just to yeah. sleep in and to kind Praise of Lord. not have to be somewhere. So those times are often not like restful in the sense that I feel refreshed and empowered, but I, my soul feels refreshed. Yeah. yeah, I feel empowered to um, to begin the next season. And often there is something else coming up. Like we do that. The it's strategic. Yeah. Um, we often go kind of in the spring or in the fall when it's quieter and cheaper. Uh, we're going on vacation the week after Christmas this year. We've never done that before, but we okay. are leaving on Christmas Day. We don't have family in town, so we don't have a lot of yeah. commitments or whatever. So we just decided we're going to take that week because he won't be working anyway. And um, I hope you're going somewhere warm. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> we're going down to Branson. <laughs> 
Oh, but it'll be pretty. Yeah. It's fun. I've been so down I've there. So I've heard that there's a ton of, of Christmas super fun. Yeah, yeah. Little drives with lights, and we're gonna go and see it's the good. Dixie Stampede. We did that the Christmas two or three Dixie years ago. It was fun. It was really. Anyone fun. who's listening to this, if you haven't seen the Dixie Stampede, <laughs> you just have to. You kind of have to do it. I we went a few years ago, and my initial response was, "This is like so cheesy <laughs> it's and American." So garish. And they sung that song at the end. I can't even remember what song it was. It was like, I'm glad to be an American. Oh, yeah. At least I know I'm, I'm free. free. And that <laughs> line has always irritated me. Like, do you think the rest of the world is in slavery because of... Anyway. And what do you think freedom actually looks like for the marginalized people in this country? Right. <laughs> okay, I'll just stop Anyway. <laughs> so, they're sing- Dolly Parton is on the big screen singing this song. And James and I are getting, like, all choked up. Like, we were totally... <laughs> Drawn into the moment, <laughs> it was it was oh, a beautiful thing. It, it was that's really priceless. fun. So there's a Christmas one. We're gonna go and it's see. It's good. This it's a good show. So it'll be good. <laughs> so and the other thing I was gonna say <laughs> is I'm a big fan of napping. Like mm. I have a, I have five kids and I have little kids, so I mm-hmm. kind of schedule if they take a nap in the afternoon. I'll put a DVD on for the kids. I'll just go and lay down for 20 minutes. Praise the Lord. And that has sustained me. <laughs> Let's be real. That and is what has sustained you. I don't necessarily <laughs> fall asleep, but yeah. just to go into my room and shut the door. Um, really, I just, it like just helps me hit reset and I <laughs> can keep going. So I'm all about the power nap. My dad could fall asleep anywhere. Oh my god! Like he would just shut his eyes. I have a friend who can do that. I've, I'm not quite that good. I don't possess that power. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time falling asleep and staying asleep and I'm a terrible napper. And I wake up grumpy. Every time I wake up, it doesn't matter. Right. My husband makes terrible fun of me because he thinks it's so hilarious. But <laughs> I'm so glad that naps are a gift to you mm-hmm. and they sustain you and... Sleep is a gift. It really is. It's a gift. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Our encouragement to you is to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. It's of vital importance. It is. So, I think that's about all we have time for today. Was yeah. there anything else you wanted to share, Christiana? I probably shouldn't. I should just stop while I'm ahead. No, I'm kidding. I think we, I I just, so we're going to be blogging more about this. And I feel like I've got a lot of things inside of me because I think as women, we do not take care of ourselves Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of reasons why. So I'm just excited to get some of my thoughts out and hear yours and Larissa's as well as we talk about why don't we take care of ourselves and how can we take better care of ourselves mm-hmm. and just kind of dig into it. So I'm kind of a brewing with thoughts. Yes. We look forward so. to hearing more from you. Yeah. Oh, oh, you will. Mm. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> so that's that. Awesome. Okay. Well, coming up next, we are transitioning into a new, new series. Um, it's called Managing Our Hearts <laughs> in the Midst of Fear and Raging Conflict. Raging Conflict. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure you're all aware of... And if you aren't, get a clue. Right. Of sort of the climate that we're in right now. And I just don't think it's going to go away. No, it's not. Um, and I think this is the world that we live in. And we cannot bury our heads in the sand. And yep. we cannot... Um, 
fight every battle. Nope. So we need what we're going to be talking about is is how to manage our hearts, how to find that grace from the Lord, and we have a few great guests who are from different persuasions. Like I am a peacemaker. I do not engage in conversations where I know I will disagree with somebody. Mm. But that might be you. Is that you, Christiana? Mm. <laughs> I, no, I don't mind at all. Where I know so, I'm going to disagree. Yeah. So I want to hear from you and from people that are, are wired that way, that want to engage, that are actually, um, what's the word? They feel almost refreshed from really chewing something out with another person. Mm-hmm. How do you manage your heart and how do you engage with people yeah. knowing that that could step on somebody's toes or that could create yeah. awkwardness? You know, let's have those conversations. Let's see how... Um, how to do this well we do because we have to because the next couple months and everybody's somebody's gonna be upset mm-hmm. doesn't matter what side of whatever you're on right. everyone's gonna be upset mm-hmm. heatedly yes for the next couple months mm-hmm. so let's talk about this yes i love it awesome take care <laughs> of yourself <laughs> <laughs> bye guys bye, bye.